Good morning. Last week we started a new series on the concept of life-giving. Uh, and we decided, we defined life-giving as having the power of providing sustenance, spirit, or life. So something is life-giving when it gives you or helps you sustain or improves the quality of your life. Um, we talked about the fact that some things are life-giving, whereas other things are life-sucking or life-draining. Uh, when something is life-sucking, it just drains your energy out of you physically, emotionally, mentally. You just are, are drained from it. it. It saps the life out of you. It makes you feel worse than you did before. It's, it's kind of how Superman gets when he gets in the presence of kryptonite. When, when he gets in the presence of kryptonite, he becomes weak. Strength is drained from him. And if the kryptonite isn't removed, eventually it will kill him. Of course, it never gets to that because they want to keep making movies uh, and making money off of him. So, But it, the, the point is, it's life-sucking. It, it just drains the life right out of him. On the other hand, for something that is life-giving, think about Popeye. I mean, are you old enough to remember him? If not, then just go and Google him or search for him on YouTube. But Popeye is this sailor man <laughs> who he starts out weak and he takes quite a beating from, from the bullies that are constantly after his girlfriend, Olive Oil. You know, the bullies like Brutus and, and uh, Bluto. And then what does he do? He eats a can of spinach, which he somehow miraculously always has on him and, you know, pulls it out of his pocket or something. He eats his can of spinach and suddenly it strengthens him and he overpowers the bully. Now, honestly, I don't know how anyone could get strength from eating a can of spinach. Um, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. It always worked for him. It was life-giving to him and strengthening to him. Now, last week we said that as we start this series on life-giving, we need to start at the beginning, and that's what we talked about. And the beginning is with Jesus, because Jesus is both life and he is life-giving. Uh, he is both life and he is life-giving. He is the life-giver. Uh, if we want life, we go to him. We begin by pursuing the life-giver. We don't begin by pursuing life. We begin by pursuing the life giver. We pursue Jesus. Uh, without him, we have no life. So as we pursue Jesus, we press into those things which are life-giving. Now in this series, we're going to be looking at several areas where we can press into life-giving uh, practices and principles. Today, I want to start by talking about pressing into life-giving practices that have to do with our body, having to do with our physical beings. Now, right away when I say that, when I say we're going to talk about life-giving practices having to do with our, with our bodies, what comes to mind? I think for most of us, immediately, the things that we think about, things that come to mind are things that have to do with our physical health and fitness, right? I mean, things like 
uh, proper diet, things like getting enough exercise or, or getting uh, proper rest, proper sleep. And, and those things are all important. And those things are all life-giving. I don't want to negate those things. You know, if we don't eat the right foods or get enough exercise and rest, our bodies don't do well. But when we change from a diet of junk food to healthy foods, and we begin to add regular exercise into our daily routine, then we begin to feel better and we begin to have more energy. Uh, and, and honestly, a lot of medical problems can be either solved or greatly mitigated by simply by changing our lifestyle and how we deal with those things, because those are all life-giving practices. But that's not primarily what I want to talk about today. What I want to talk about are not physical practices, but rather our mental approach and our reasoning, our mindset that serves as the foundation for those practices. You know, when you think of your physical body, what kinds of thoughts come to mind? How do you view your body? Today, we're going to uh, talk about the foundation behind why pressing into life-giving practices as they relate to our physical bodies, why that's so important. So let's start off with the, the first foundational truth uh, for healthy practices concerning our body. First of all, <clears throat> it's a question of ownership. Who does our body belong to? And that's a good question. That's a valid question because today it's common to hear things like, it's my body, it's my choice. Or, I'm not hurting anyone, it's nobody's business. You know, we hear those things, that's what people say, but what does God say? 1 Corinthians chapter 6, Paul writes, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with the price. So glorify God in your body. You know, as a believer... Your body is not your own. Paul says, when he says you are bought with the price, he's talking about the blood of Jesus, which is a price that Jesus paid for you, not just for your soul, not just for your spirit, but for your body as well. His blood was poured out on the cross. That's the price he paid for you, so you are not your own. You are bought and paid for. You belong to Jesus. Romans 14.8 says straight out, if we live, it's to honor the Lord, and if we die, it's to honor the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. We are not our own. We belong to Him. So, second thing we need to understand is that it's a matter of purpose. Every one of us is here for a reason. You and I have a purpose in life. Ephesians 2.10, Paul writes, For we are God's handiwork. Some translations say masterpiece. Uh, you are God, we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. And then he says uh, in 1 Corinthians 6, verse 13, he says, Our bodies were made for the Lord, and the Lord cares about our bodies. Our bodies were made for him, not for us. They were made for him. You are not just a random creation. God made you on purpose 
for a purpose. You're not an accident. You're not a random creation. He made you on purpose for a purpose. And how you care for your body has a direct impact on how well you will be able to fulfill the purpose for which he created you, the purpose for which you were put here. Our bodies were made for the Lord, and it matters how we treat them, how we care for them, how we view them. So it's a question of ownership. It's a matter of purpose. And the third thing is, it's an issue of identity. The Bible tells us that we were created in his image. Genesis 1.27, so God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. You and I are created in God's own image. Everywhere we go, we carry the image of God with us. It's who we are. We were created in the image of God to be a reflection of God to the world and for God's glory. So you were created in the image of God and you were created to be you. No one else. You were created to be you. Let's take a look at Psalm 139, verses 13 and 14. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. If you have a problem with how you were created, you don't like the way God made you, There's, you don't like the way you look, you don't like something about... If, if, if you don't like your body, then I would suggest beginning to proclaim that self, proclaim that over yourself every day until it begins to sink in how special and precious you are to God. God made you to be you. He designed you. And when he designed you, he knew what he was doing. And yet we often question, God, why did you make us the way that you, why did you make me the way that you did? Don't we? I mean, have you ever wished God would have made you different than he did? You know, maybe, you know, God, I wish you would have made me taller or, or, or shorter or heavier or thinner. Have you ever wished you had different uh, hair color or eye color, you know, or, or uh, uh, maybe curlier hair, straighter hair, more hair, less hair, whatever. I mean, how often have we looked at someone else and thought, I wish I could be more like them. I wish I looked more like them. That's because we have our own ideas of what we should look like. But God is the one who designed us. He's the one that created us. We belong to him and he made us how he wanted us to be. And who are we to question him? He has his own ideas. He has his own standard of beauty. And it's, it's not the same as ours. Not at all. Now, let me begin to kind of tie this all together here. What does all this have to do with the theme of pressing into life-giving practices in the area of our physical bodies.
I would say everything. Follow this. You are not your own. You belong to God. So caring for your body is a responsibility that you have toward God. When God created you, he created you with a purpose in mind. And that purpose was determined by him. And he personally designed you with your purpose in mind. You were not designed haphazardly. He did not give you the body that you have by random choice. He didn't just spin a wheel and say taller, shorter, whatever. He picked out your body for you. And it matters to him what you do with it. His intention is that you fulfill your purpose and bring him glory. And that means we need to take care of these bodies that he's given us. We need to see ourselves as God sees us. We'll pay attention to, to what we think about what we think about ourselves and how we treat ourselves when we see ourselves through God's eyes. We'll stop believing the lies that the enemy throws at us to tear us down, those life-sucking lies that sometimes people tell us that we don't measure up because of this or because of that, or sometimes our own selves, our own thoughts tell us these things, our own self-talk. We need to stop become, believing the lies and, and recognize that we are valuable. You are valuable to God. Now, when you value something, you, you treat it with special care, right? Don't you? I knew a guy in high school that borrowed someone's car. I mean, it belonged to somebody else, but he didn't value it at all. He had it for a while, and by the time he was done with it, it was so banged up and so beat up that it looked like a demolition car. He banged it in other cars in the parking lot. He, he uh, uh, turning quarters, you know, he would, he would bang into those, you know, yellow concrete uh, posts that you see in parking lot to, to protect something else from getting hit. Uh, you know, you ran into fences, you name it. He hit a, you know, he'd park the car and boom, the car next to him, tough luck. What started as out as a nice but older car was banged up front, back, both sides, all four corners because he had no respect for it. He did not value it. Sometimes I think that's the way we treat our bodies because we don't value what God has given us. And that which we don't value, we don't care for. When we don't value our body because we don't like the way we look or the way we were made, constantly wishing that maybe we were more like somebody else, the result is we don't always take care of ourselves. And I'm not talking about just going after some, you know, image, some, you know, like a, for a guy, chiseled image with bulging muscles and you know, I, I'm not talking about that. We all have different sizes and shapes, but we need to value and care for the, the body that God gave us. So we need to stop listening to voices, including our own inner voices that tear us down, telling us we're to this or we're not enough that. 
we need to stop comparing ourselves either to other people or to some impossible, ever-changing cultural standard. Things like that, they're not life-giving. What is life-giving is refusing to believe the lie. Listening to what God says about us and embracing who God made us and showing respect for, for, for how God made our bodies. We do this by taking care of our physical bodies through the choices we make. Like, as we said before, the food we eat, the exercise we get, the rest we get, the way we talk about ourselves, all those are life-giving practices, but they rest on this foundation of recognizing who we belong to and who we are and why we're, we were created. We make life-giving choices, not just because we want to look better or feel better, although those are benefits of that. But we make life-giving choices because God gave us this body and we want to honor him with it. So let's do that. Let's take our eyes off everybody else. Let's stop comparing ourselves. Let's respect the body that God gave us. And let's care for it. Let's take care of it as best we know how. Let me give you the benediction. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. God bless you. Now let's worship. <laughs>